world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain, in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So, since I've been saying on social media and on the radio show for the past two, since September 9th, I think, where's my red flag? In preparation for my red flag, I decided to have Evan <laughs> Knappen on, on the show. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I tried to fit him in my wallet, but it doesn't work. <laughs> I have to carry a purse so I could carry him around all the time. So, without further ado, Evan Knappen, how are you, sir? Hey, man, I'm, unfortunately, I'm here. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> I know, I know. I am here. It's just two weeks in a row, yeah. So last week, Evan uh, gave his uh, U.S. Law Shield seminar on red flags. I was the opening act. And uh, I listened to his red flags and, and all the scary stuff that's going on. And I said, you got to come on the show. we got to share it with, with the listeners. So he's going to be talking about that. Uh, Evan, not only Red Flag, but I want you well, to talk about what, what I started uh, two weeks ago about the uh, Supreme Court and all the cases and strict scrutiny and some of your thoughts on that, too. But first, this is important for all of our listeners. You know, I said this on last week's show. I'm going to start with it on this week's show because Evan is going to definitely expand on this. Please, please, please go through your house, your car, your garage, your shed, and everything else. Anything that is not New Jersey compliant, please make it disappear. Friends and family's houses in, well, can't send it to Virginia anymore. But if you got any friends in Pennsylvania or anything, get for now, send it there because what he's going to start talking about right now is pretty scary. So you've been handling, unfortunately, a lot of red flag a cases lot. already. To, first, to get an understanding of red flag, i got to ask you a couple questions. What color is the flag of communist China? <coughs> Rojo. Oh, yeah. Red. Red, right. Yeah. Now, what color is the flag of the uh, Soviet Union? Oh, wow. Hmm. What color was it? It was red. Red. And by the way, what, <laughs> what color was the flag of the Third Reich? Oh, gee, red. Red, right. Yeah. So New Jersey, not to be outdone, <laughs> has red flag laws <laughs> to go after and destroy gun owners in New Jersey. Only and following a fine tradition of, uh, of authoritarian fascism <laughs> and the like. Mm-hmm. And one of the key hallmarks of those fine governments is no due process. Oh, no yes. Yeah, we've process. discussed this yes. before. And that is where we begin <coughs> with any discussion of New Jersey's red flag laws because there is no uh, due process in the uh, initial phase of the law in which all the damage gets done. Okay, when I say no due process, I mean you're not a party to it. You don't even know what's happening. A single judge hears from a witness where hearsay is allowed and no problem at a very low burden of evidence what is called good cause and it's very simple and if the judge instead of rather being safe than sorry 
issues the red flag. And by the way, what is red flag formally, legally? What's it known as? Extreme known Risk as, Protection Order. Correct. And so you have a TERPO and a FERPO. You have the Temporary Extreme Risk <coughs> Protection Order, and then you have the final version. Just like a TRO. Correct. Just like TRO and FRO in the context of domestic violence, mm-hmm. FERPO, TERPO for red flag. And the reason it's important is because the issuance of the TERPO, the temporary, is the one that causes all the immediate harm to the gun owner. Your guns are all taken. There's a search warrant component. Guns are seized, privacy invaded. There's a requirement that you surrender guns, even guns that are not found or confiscated. You still have an obligation to surrender these guns. You become immediately prohibited from possessing firearms. You also have your licenses instantly revoked. So your firearms ID card, any other pistol licenses, whatever you have, are revoked. And keep in mind, that revocation is permanently on your record now, folks. Hmm. When it, you filled out a gun application and it asked there, have you ever had a license revoked? You got hit with just a turpo? Your answer for the rest of your life is yes, even wow. if you beat it. Even if you beat it. It doesn't matter. You're a revoked. And now you get to deal and relive it over and oh. over again and explain how it went down, etc. Yeah. All oh, that is man. built in with no due process on the ex parte Seizure, requirement of surrender, uh, revocation of license, and prohibition on possession across the board. That's what we have now. Oh my God! Now, now, what does it take for so- to get one? Well, first of all, who can go and get a uh, red flag against somebody? Who's eligible to to make this happen? Anybody. Well, basically anybody. But here's how it breaks down. A family or household member can simply go without law enforcement involvement and go and to the judge and make the claims. All right. All they have to claim is that they believe you're um, a, a danger because you have a gun, and there's various things the judge can look at, including your your history of uh, of things, even though they were just arrests, no convictions, no doesn't matter. Look at the history. Do you know that one of the things in the law, you think I'm making this up, I'm not. One of the things in the law that is a factor that a judge can consider whether they're going to issue the turpo, brace yourself for this, is whether you've recently acquired a firearm. Oh, come on. Yeah, so, oh, he just got a gun. That's a reason to take your guns, that he recently got a gun? It's wow. insanity. It's insanity, right. So the family household member is very broadly defined. It can be, of course, a spouse or an ex, but it can also be someone who is a former household member or current household member. So, you know, somebody that lived with you 20 years ago has the standing to just go in and get one of these things with no involvement from law enforcement. Somebody that you had a prior dating relationship can do it even. But let's say somehow this incredibly broad family household member definition this person doesn't fit under. It's just somebody who, let's say, um, didn't like a meme that you posted on Facebook or something like that. You've never even met the person, but they're scared of you. They go to the police, make their claim to the police, and then the police just do what they've claimed and go to the judge to get it. So 
Anybody else simply goes to law enforcement. Call 911. Get her done, right. And you have due process. And with family household member, they don't even need the cop in there. They can just go. So anyone can do it. It's just a question of whether the extra step of law enforcement is involved or not. All right? So it is. And what we're seeing now on an average is at least one red flag a day per county. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's basically the stat that's, that I've been given. That's incredible. One, one per red day flag per day. county, at least. 21 county. counties. Yep, every day. Oh, in every, every county. Day, every county, yeah. So this is what, now, you know, this is creating compounding issues. So not only does the person now get subjected to this horrible no-due process thing, get their privacy invaded and their life turned upside down by the... Uh, police raiding and invading their privacy and taking their guns and being put into the system and not even knowing or expecting any of it because you're given no notice of this, right? Right. But now there's further ramifications that we have to talk about right here because if anybody, for example, happens to have a magazine that holds over 10 rounds, you know, like an (laughs) 11-round magazine that came with the gun that was registered and you went through all the nonsense to get it all the whole application process all that proved by the police background check mental health did all the paperwork everything and you're thinking to yourself they would never turn me into a criminal on a gun that i acquired legally and went through all that to get 25 years ago yeah 25 years ago and the mag is a standard 11 or 12 round mag guess what you you just got nailed with a felony bomb and on now, top of and your the, red flag. Right. On so now you get to become a convicted felon and lose your gun rights. And if it's a magazine charge, which is so common, you're looking at 18 months in state's prison for that. All right? So this now, uh, any time the guns come into the attention of the government, now if there's anything there that is in any way questionable, then it goes to the criminal side as well. So it compounds. And that's why you in New Jersey, you've got to be really careful. You should not have. Look, obviously, you know, it sounds ridiculous when you say don't have anything illegal. I mean, that sounds like, of course, why would I have anything illegal? But the problem is New Jersey has passed all these different laws that have Most made people, don't know that made, made people right, right, that have turned you into a criminal and you don't even know it. Yeah. So many people would think, hey, my registered lawfully acquired gun uh, that had a mag that came with it, and I'm suddenly a criminal from that, and there's no grandfathering. That's right. No grandfathering. You're a felon. Oh, I didn't know that my slingshot was a felony to possess. <laughs> yes, it is. Welcome to New Jersey. And it's these kind of things where people have no clue. And next thing you know, it's a felony bomb going off on them. And it goes beyond guns. Because a felony conviction will ruin your career. You know, most careers, any professional whatever, right? right. Forget about being a nurse or, or, uh, you know, anything. Right, and then think about what it does to your family. Not not only if you're going to prison, but even the conviction itself, and then the your kids at school, you know, they hear about you. Oh, your dad got arrested, you know, and then comes. Oh my God, Dad! Why all this kind of stuff? So the ramifications go beyond, and the harm, the harm that is done by these gun laws. Please. It's never talked about. No, elaborate a little bit. Well, we want to ruin people's Except lives. Here. Right. Uh, there's a thing called constructive intent, right? So 
right? If what if somebody oh, constructive possession, constructive possession, yes. right? What if somebody owns something that does something, but they don't have the gun that it goes to? It's well, still you well, should be charged, right? Well, there's no. a number of things. Constructive possession is if you still can exert dominion and control over it, even though it's not physically being held by you. Mm-hmm. But the intent issue, like constructive intent, intent doesn't even become. Uh, a factor under Jersey gun laws because it, it's not a matter of purposely. It's just a matter of knowingly and not knowingly in the sense that you and I would, might talk about, hey, did you know about this? No, you had it and that's what it was. Like your handgun with 11 round mag. You knew you had a handgun with 11 round mag. I didn't know it was illegal. Well, that doesn't, you still knowingly possessed it. Okay? You're still going down on that. I get those so weekly the, here, by the way. Right. So the standard of that is not I mean legalistically it it's not what people normally you know think in the way we use those those words but uh in in New Jersey it's not a matter of intent and it's so bad a good example is the a ghost gun law passed by Casper Murphy. yeah go ahead right yeah you know and it ghost guns are not guns owned by ghosts what it is is um you know in in essence they're claiming guns without serial numbers or even homemade firearms but, you see, we've been uh, allowed to have homemade firearms since before the revolution in our country. Okay, people made their own guns, uh, forges, blacksmiths, individuals, you know, fixed, worked on, and made our own weapons. You know, that's something that is part of even our Second Amendment Did heritage. You know, the, the reason why shotguns are in gauge and not caliber is because the blacksmiths used pipe gauges to make shotguns. Did you know that? No, but I know how gauge came about, yeah. right? So a gauge is determined by one pound of lead making equal balls. Correct. So if you made 12 equal balls out of a pound of lead, their their uh, diameter would be uh, 12 gauge. Correct. And that's why uh, the, the the smaller the number, the bigger. Correct. Right? So that's how gauge, gauge Yeah, exactly. 60, right. So 10 yeah. gauge is actually larger than 12, even Correct. though 10 is smaller than 12. Until you, but then you go down to four ten just to confuse Correct. everybody. That's of back course. to caliber. <laughs> but, so that's how it works, but, right? <laughs> right. Well, this is well, this is all. Yeah, I mean the history and understanding that too is often uh, completely missed, overlooked, or intentionally avoided by uh, the government. And uh, we have, you know, this is part of our tradition and our heritage, and that's the other thing that they're destroying. And they're not just destroying it with guns. We see it. You know, from her own history and mm-hmm. statues, and suddenly, you know, we can't talk about uh, anything in a historical context anymore. I mean, that's just really insane. Uh, if you think about what we're doing in our country, I'm, and, and so our speech gets limited. It seems like our last hope is with comedians, maybe saving free speech, right? Yeah, but I mean, here's they're the, the problem ones that with are comedians are today. Yeah, it, most comedians they're not they're, the audience is not laughing; they're applauding. Right. And if you're applauding, right. you're not a comedian; right. you're a pundit. Right. Right. That's what's right. happening yeah. today. Mm-hmm. People it's become political can't. Commentary. I was just, you know, I flipped through Sirius, and Howard Stern was on, and oh my God, I'm, for the life of me, I'm trying to think of who the comedian was. Oh, Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald spoke at a college, and he got paid fifteen thousand dollars. And it's a an hour gig, and he has to stay on a minimum of 15 minutes to get paid. Three minutes into the show, he made a gay joke. He got booed off of the stage. The college kids were offended, and they booed him off 
the stage. Well, offense is worse than murder today. You know, yes. if you offend someone in the mind of a millennial. So, could you imagine Red Fox, Carol O'Connor, Norman Lear, oh um, my God. Uh, Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. forget <laughs> it, forget oh, it. Right. Imagine right. Blazing Saddles oh, today. Really? Oh, yeah. oh my God. Right. All these Let's even the remake Python. of Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah, a remake, a politically correct remake of Blazing Saddles. Yeah. It would, would be like funny. my speech. You would be your speech. Hi, I'm Hi. Anthony Calandro. Mm. Thank you for having oh, me. Have a nice day. <laughs> uh, let me tell yes. you. <laughs> yeah, so this, so all this is coming, you know, the big picture like we're talking about here, all our rights are being infringed upon from the First Amendment all the way down. So we're, we're in a process of, of losing rights in the country but in New Jersey it's particularly bad on second amendment and the uh fact is <coughs> and this is difficult for our fellow friends out there in the listening audience who are gun people who believe in the second amendment who own firearms who appreciate the heritage but there's something that you need to realize and it's not pleasant but it's absolutely true the other side the people that are passing these laws and doing this to us they hate us oh my god and you got to yes. recognize that they hate us yeah. and you may think what do you mean they don't really hate you they, they mean no, to stop they hate us. no they hate us right. they really have a hatred yep. and this hatred gets embodied in these laws yes and then they go after yes. us and exercise the hatred through the laws, and they destroy good people, their families, their lives, their careers, their dreams. Correct. And it's and it's fueled by that. Yes. If you think Bloomberg doesn't hate us, oh, he hates hates us, us with an H, yeah. big yeah, H, hates absolutely. us, right? So the other side is hate driven, and right. that's what we're battling. Yes. We're battling we've been it. battling it for a long yeah. I mean, how many times have we said that over and over? It's right. not guns they hate. Right. It's us mm -hmm. they hate. And see, the, the, the antis and these crazies, I don't hate them. I loathe them. I dislike them. You know what I mean? I have disdain for them. It's not like I hate them. We're, we're, in, the, in the end, we're all Americans, and if we were attacked, we should all band together. We have our differences, whether it's the abortion issue, whether it's the gun issue, whether it's the immigration issue. I don't really hate them. I just loathe them. I just... You know, hate's a strong word, but, but it is. Evan's right. Evan, listen to this. I mean, I know we're going to get into it more, sure. but here's a guy, Chris Kamichi, lives in Lyndhurst, a veteran. He applies in May for all of his firearms, ID card purchase permit and everything. He was contacted by the detective, and he was told he used an incorrect address. The town calls his street. The town of Lyndhurst calls the street Brisbane, B-R-I-S-B-I-N Avenue. But the U.S. Post Office, his banks, GPS, mortgage, bills, and everything recognize it as Brisbane Street, B-R-I-S-B-A-N-E, Street. Brisbane, if you put Brisbane in a GPS or anything, it doesn't recognize Brisbane. But Lynnhurst... It recognizes it in Australia. Yeah, right, Brisbane. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Lynnhurst right. used it as Brisbane, uh -huh. but everybody else calls it Brisbane, but he has an on-the-street resident parking permit from Lynnhurst, and it's called Brisbane Street. <laughs> okay? They are not giving him his firearms ID card since May until the state police rectifies this, and the state police doesn't want to get involved in it. What What would the okay. state police I'll give have you the simple <laughs> answer. Simple answer for Chris Carmeci, please. Just make sure 
your address matches your driver's license address because that's ultimately what it has to do. So if the state DMV has your address recognized as Brisbane, Brisbane, then that is what your application reflects, and that's that. And the chief can either approve it or deny it because your address is matching your driver's license address, which has been accepted by the state of New Jersey. Chris, I hope that helps. Yeah. Uh, play this back for the police department that's playing tag with you with a veteran. It'll be, you know, June, July, August, September, October, November. Here we are, another guy, six months. A right delayed is a right denied. Okay. Because no and one else on Brisbane, Brisbane Street ever applied well, for anything right. before. Fix your town street. Well, that would be good, too. But the thing is, for everyone out there, make sure your driver's license does match your firearms ID card. Because if it doesn't, then... There's a prima facie case that you've had a change of address. And New Jersey mandates that within 30 days of changing your address, you put in for the new one. And if you don't do that, you're looking at a crime of the third degree, and you're looking at five years in state's prison for failing to properly do a change of address. Plus you won't be able to utilize your firearms ID card to make a purchase because it has to match in order for the dealer Correct. to make the sale. So it's in your best interest. Make sure that your firearms ID card and your driver's license are consistent and match so that you don't have a prima face of problem with your uh, failure to do a change of address and so you can actually make purchases. Make sure you take care of that. Folks. That sound you hear right now is a half a million people looking into their wallet. <laughs> right. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise, and although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. 
My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick. But just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. Are we back yet? <laughs> Thank God after that. So I got I got this email from uh Oh, forget it. Let's just skip it. Wait. <laughs> no. Okay. No, let's skip I'll it. I'll just send you an email here. Okay. Uh no, I'm tired of all of this. Uh I let's just skip it. So, Evan. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, <laughs> I'm here. We, what would you like to talk about? I, I want to know what the email so is. So more to discuss. So, so Evan talks about 3 years in state prison. Right. Five years in state's prison. Right. Twenty-five years in state's prison for law-abiding criminals. He coined that. Correct. You ready for this? A Jersey City man was sentenced to nearly three years in prison for masterminding a scheme to illegally bring firearms from Virginia to New Jersey. Over 62 firearms brought from Virginia to New Jersey, and he faces almost... Three years in prison. Mm. So I want to know from you, Evan, does that seem fair? You know, there's got to be more to that because uh, it says he masterminded a scheme, but is it just a conspiracy charge? In other words, did they not actually follow through? Did they stop it before then? Because if they had followed through and he was possessing the guns unlawfully in New Jersey, you could just nail him on gun possession. The scheme itself isn't even going to be, unless they're going to try to put it into the gun trafficker charge, he and then it can weapons. be a first degree charge. He, he went to Virginia, and he bought weapons for New Jersey customers over several months, and used straw uh, purchasers in Virginia to buy the guns, and brought the guns from Virginia to Jersey City, and gave them, and sold them to people. So he got nearly three years for bringing guns up the iron pipeline. Well, he actually violated federal law, and I'm surprised that the feds aren't prosecuting him. I don't know why they left it to Jersey City to prosecute what is plainly interstate trafficking in firearms in clear violation of the federal gun control laws, in which he would face much more severe penalties. So something is askew there. No, he we was charged have... by the U.S. Attorney, Eastern District of Virginia. It oh, it was, yeah, U.S. Yeah, Attorney. Yeah, it happened in Jersey City. He was a resident of oh, Jersey well, City, but it so, was the U.S. Well, Attorney. So what you have is uh, you have the feds making a decision based on the strength of their case, and, uh, and therefore that makes me question... Uh, just how strong that case was against him. Because if they're offering such a sweet deal as that, I wonder why. So there must be something that is causing a flawed issue in their it's just when I that see would be shit my, like that, that would be my guess. you know, somebody with yeah. two magazines over ten rounds yeah, was going to spend more time in prison well, than this guy. Okay, now that's the feds, and the feds are doing their thing. 
and keep in mind every case is different and mm-hmm. there are often factors as to how did they discover this are there witness issues was the search good or maybe there's a chance that it was going to get suppressed and so there's issues about the case itself that may make it strong or weak and so it becomes maybe an advantage to get a okay. plea here even though he's only getting three years because if we push it there's a serious risk we may not get anything so gotcha. these are the things that get weighed in every case but the disparity of sentencing is a genuine issue. And if you look at just disparity of sentencing compared to New Jersey to other states, then it is a draconian difference. Because how come in New Jersey uh, an offense such as unlawful possession of a handgun is a second-degree crime? One click below first degree, which is, of course, what you get for murder. All right, So why are we at a level so high where the max penalty can be 10 years and we have a minimum mandatory three and a half for unlawful possession now keep in mind it doesn't mean the gun was loaded it doesn't mean you're even carrying it if you just brought your handgun that's your papered handgun now okay you got it from the dealer pistol purchase permit it's unloaded, it's in the box, and you're so excited about it, and you drive over to your buddy's house to show him your brand new handgun. <laughs> you're now unlawfully in possession of your handgun facing second-degree charges. Oh, my God. Because New Jersey is so narrow on its exemptions. And this is what the public doesn't get. They just hear unlawful possession of a handgun. It must be bad guys robbing 7-Elevens. No, it's technical, often crazy technical interpretations going at people that thought they were okay but weren't. And look at what New Jersey does, and it's so unforgiving. And there's no, it's minimum mandatory three and a half. Where's the mechanism there for relief so the person doesn't become a felon and do mandatory time for just an honest mistake? You see, this is, and then you take that same uh, offense, and there are other places where it isn't even an offense, like New Hampshire. There isn't even a handgun law in New Hampshire. There isn't even something you can be charged with in New Hampshire. There's no law that says unlawful possession of a hand. It doesn't even exist. That's what you can carry there with no license. Right? And you can well, that's carry. Why, there uh, is no law. No, here in, we have, in, so here's in absolute defense isn't of the crazy? politicians, that's why New Hampshire is so riddled with crime <laughs> and why, why Camden is as safe True. and Newark right. is as safe as they exactly. are. Exactly. You can see so this is, and a matter of fact, uh, the New England states, Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont all have constitutional carry where you can carry with no license, concealed and loaded on your person with no license. Wonderful. And guess which states have the lowest crime rates? <laughs> You're right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes, exactly. And then you look here, exactly true. And yet in New Jersey, even a, a, a top-notch, absolutely eminently qualified, law-abiding citizen cannot get a carry license because they cannot show justifiable right. need. Right. You know, what New Jersey has done, New Jersey has done is, dis- is basically said that when we leave our homes, we are not allowed to defend ourselves. Right. It is, it is, you're right. not allowed to preemptively right. arm yourself right. Yeah. In for self defense in New Jersey. So what Box does that cutter, mean? Box cutter, razor blade. Yeah. What anything. it means right. So what it means is New Jersey has decided, think about this, that they'd rather see us murdered, raped, violently assaulted mm-hmm. than ever have the opportunity to defend ourselves right. with a firearm. In other words, in New Jersey you're not allowed to be a defender. Correct. You must be a victim. Victim. New Jersey creates victims 
in the name of a failed agenda and narrative of gun control public safety which is uh, which is a lie which is a lie okay right. public safety is the lie gun safety laws it has nothing to do with gun safety you nope. know that we know that it's all about it's control a lie. it's lie 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 and you know what happens good people die from right. the lies that's what's happening that's right good people die and they're not hearing about it but the folks that could have defended themselves but weren't given that opportunity that blood is on this government's hands. And meanwhile, the crime runs rapid. Right. You can't go ahead and walk through Newark or Patterson or Camden or any yeah. of the big cities right. in New Jersey at, at, at night. And uh, it, hope you don't walk into a neighborhood where you shouldn't be walking into where the bloods are on one side, fighting the Crips on the other side, and you just happen to, like uh, you know, Juarez, Mexico, walk through the center of it. Yep. You, you, it, it, and no really one cares. No. no and instead, the politicians get up and say, we need more gun safety laws. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Safety, That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah so this right. is... More gun safety laws. <coughs> now, Ev, yeah. taking a turn here. We're at a monumental time um, in New Jersey, California, and at the before the U.S. Supreme Court right now. Mm. So you have that Cal, Carl Castrum case, which could change the dynamic when we get Carrie in New Jersey. But right now, the U.S. Supreme Court is, uh, is going to hear the New York State Rifle and Pistol case December 2nd. They're holding about four 2A cases. There's a few more 2A cases headed up there. The 10-round mag ban is heading to the Supreme Court via California. New Jersey is still at the lower court level. Trump has appointed 158 judges since he was elected three years ago, which he's changed 25% of the federal justices. There's a little over 600 of them, 158 were put in by him. Him and cocaine Mitch McConnell got another year to put in as many more as they can. And if he gets reelected, hopefully, God willing, for another four years, which is what I care about. is the ju He's going to get 80 million votes landslide. this time, not 65 million for sure. So what's your take? Talk a little bit about scrutiny and everything. I'm going to tell you. Here's the deal. Start, start with uh, uh, New York right. State or whatever you want. All right. Here's what I appreciate. Let's educate the people. Yeah, well, please. here we go, folks. And this we have is this segment and the next segment. So please educate because I do it every day. I'm just going to tell people, listen to show 443. Hit All me. right. Well, this is the education moment. But actually what it is is we have lots of negative stuff all the time. We're always talking about all the anti-gun stuff, and it makes you feel a little depressed because we treasure our rights and we see what's happening to them, and it can get us a little down. Well, what I want to tell you right now is something that actually is a, is a, is a reason to be cautiously optimistic, something to be a little bit cheerful about and looking forward to. And that is the decisions from the Supreme Court of the United States. And it is something where our battle that we're doing legislatively and politically can get very frustrating. But this judicial chance here is uh, just inspiring to think about and gives me uh, happiness. And I'd like to share that with Please. your listeners and explain why. Because what's at stake here is nothing less than the um, possible elimination of, uh, eventual elimination of all these horrible gun laws that we suffer under. And, and really nothing less than that. And that's why the antis are so concerned about this case, why they've taken extraordinary 
steps to try to kill this case because they're not stupid. They recognize these same ramifications that can flow from this decision coming down. Now, why do we have such hopeful attitude? Well, we can thank President Trump because President Trump was able to get two conservative judges on that court, and they are pro-gun. And it has changed the dynamic to the degree that the court accepted for certiorari the New York State case. Now, what does this case involve? What the case involves is a challenge to New York City's laws that gave narrow exemptions for one to transport firearms within the boroughs, your handguns, and restricted narrowly by exemption the transport of handguns. And they challenge this as unconstitutional burden on doing that. Now, right away, you need to know that New York had an exemption-based system, hmm, right? Sounds familiar. Doesn't it? Because that's exactly what New Jersey has. So right away, we have something that's going to have a dramatic potential impact on the very foundation of how Jersey gun laws run. Right. Okay? That's first. But what is this court looking at? What the court is looking at here is the greater constitutional issue under the Second Amendment. And we haven't had a Second Amendment uh, case in like over 10 years now. And there are certain things that we need in this area. There are certain court decisions where we need advice and guidance and can give us power to further and better challenge bad laws. And what that comes down to is two issues that have been prominently out there. Number one, does the Second Amendment and its protections apply outside the home? Now, all of us would think, of course, that's stupid. What do you mean? Why would it only be guns inside the home, right? I mean, do you think the shot heard around the world, you know, at Lexington Concord was fired from a Patriot's bedroom? you got to come in my house. Right, I don't think so. <laughs> of course, how'd they get the guns there? They carried them, right? Shouldn't uh, so the red coats in, honey? You're right, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make any sense. So, But, unfortunately, because, in a way, the anti-gun courts, which many are, have tried to splice and dice Heller, and since Heller, the Second Amendment decision by the late great Justice Scalia, found the uh, handgun possession in the home was protected, they've tried to do what lawyers do, and that is distinguish things from things. So the distinguish, this is in the home. You're talking about carry outside the home. This is in the home. And of course, uh, we know better, but we need a court to speak to this, and I'll tell you the second part which is even better yes when we it's come all back. yours i appreciate it yeah no problem for many people walking into a range the first time it's quite intimidating so when you walk in through the double doors the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge when people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light downrange that the average range 
would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms and those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun for Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. It's all yours, Jack. Yes. No, I don't want it. It's going right back to Evan now. Oh, yeah? He's talking about the U.S. Supreme Court New York State Rifle Association. Too? By the way, the, some of the cases that are parked, Gould case out of Massachusetts, mm. waiting. Uh, Rogers case out of New Jersey, waiting. Yeah. By the way, uh, when the NRA was looking for a clean plaintiff, I suggested Rogers and Evan Knappen handled the case until the NRA took it to their people who argue before the U.S. Supreme Court. So we have the Rogers case. We have the Cheeseman case, which mm -hmm. is self-funded. The GoFundMe page for Cheeseman, please. We have the Gould case. That's three cases. By the time the spring comes, we'll probably have about 25 <laughs> 2A cases stacked, well, which were all planted by the NRA except for the Cheeseman case. A long time ago, and made Rogers made it there first. So, Ev, good. So let me continue. About, yeah, Here's please, what's really important. So the uh, other part of the New York City case that we're hopeful is to finally get a standard of review established by the court. Now, what does that mean? It means that when the law gets challenged as to the constitutionality, there's three levels of scrutiny that can be applied being rational basis, immediate, I mean intermediate scrutiny, or strict scrutiny. Fundamental rights are protected by strict scrutiny, which is the toughest standard for the government to uphold, otherwise the law gets found unconstitutional. Strict scrutiny requires a compelling state interest, and the government has to demonstrate that this is the most narrow way of accomplishing it is by this route. And if the government cannot do that, if it cannot show that, then the 
law is found unconstitutional and tossed. So we You know, heard that. Unconstitutional and tossed. So we know that the Second Amendment is a fundamental right, and we want the court to recognize it and apply the strict scrutiny standard. And this is vital because with that strict scrutiny standard, if you look at studies of First Amendment strict scrutiny cases involving freedom of speech and religion, you'll see that 70% of all laws challenged under strict scrutiny are tossed out as unconstitutional. Really? 70%. So this is why it's so exciting. So if we can get a strict scrutiny standard for the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, then basically I would say 70%, probably more, of New Jersey's gun laws are going to be tossed as unconstitutional with challenge after challenge. And additionally, when it's put in as a fundamental right, there's ability federally to get attorney's fees. So that encourages even more litigation against to destroy them. So what it does is it has, it is in effect a plan to wipe out the one area that Bloom Turd hasn't been able to buy, you know, the, 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 the courts yet, right? So we can get in there and we can get these horrible infringements of the Second Amendment gone, and New Jersey is just packed with low-hanging fruit. And the lowest-hanging fruit of all right now are all these cases that are queued up to follow after the decision of the New York case. So we're all watching, and the antis have gone to great extremes. They they actually convinced New York to repeal the law to try to make the case moot, right? Because that's a they wrote letters threatening to pack the court, the court packing scheme. Seriously, <laughs> threatening the very existence of the court as we know it. I mean, they are flipping out it's about like this, trying Hall to kill right. <laughs> and instead, uh, we need to see that right. We need to see this. Uh, uh, case to its uh, fruition, and we're going to, and it's exciting times because of it, and it may in fact give us the very thing we're looking for as to the relief and the final recognition here with teeth, with strength, right. of what our Second Amendment that we love means. And in your history in the legal field, have you ever seen the Supreme Court holding cases like this? No, th- that well, no. Please. And what's interesting is, remember that usually the Supreme Court will either grant certiorari or deny it. They'll say they're going to take the case, and we're not taking the case. But instead, they've put all these cases in a holding pattern, where we're not making the decision yet on cert or not cert. We're just holding, mm. and it's interesting because. When the ruling comes down, I assume that then they're going to take action on the other cases that may involve remanding them back, but with the new case, you know, decision, right. or yes, maybe yes. hearing them, but now hearing them in the light of the new case. I don't know, but it's exciting, regardless. And to I'm me, dying. the prospect, right? And the prospects, I think, look good. Look good in large part because President Trump, what he has helped with the judges, looks good because of the truth being on our side and just how absurd and ridiculous this New York law is, right? And that we have uh, a bigger, better, broader understanding of the history and the true meaning of the Second Amendment. And all this is going to come together here, and uh, and hopefully we will get that result that we want to see. And uh, in my 
kids' lifetimes, they're going to have it tremendously better than we had when it comes to our freedom and our rights. And that's a, an amazing thing to say at this moment when you think right. about it, because it looks sure. like everything's going to hell, right. right? But there is a potential reason here to be optimistic, cautiously optimistic, that we can still restore freedom and make the Constitution come to life to protect us from these agendas and uh, the hatred of the anti-gun left and to shut down their hatred because that's what those gun laws represent their hatred and this may be the path here now speaking of hatred how likely do you think that this is going to happen before the election well they are talking about maybe the decision itself in june okay and the arguments will be in december, december. i mean it was like a summertime so it probably it could very well uh do that um, Dan Schmutter's going to be down there December 2nd. Yeah, Dan's a great guy. And, uh, you know, um, we have this uh, President Trump who, you know, whatever, I mean, there's controversy, right? Okay, but the one thing that I have to say is I've never seen a presidential candidate uh, praise the Second Amendment to the degree that he does. Mention it every time and praise it. Yes. I mean, and now, you know, you may have arguments about things that he's done or this and that, but even finally hearing it expressed is refreshing. <laughs> yeah, how okay? sad. Okay? Because how the Republicans used to hide from it. Right. I mean, how oh, many yeah. times did you actually hear George Bush up there? Never. No. How many times did you? No. Never. But Trump, every rally, every time, everything. We love our Second Amendment. We defend. Wow. Just hearing it, just having it said is important. Yeah. You know? Right. So this is. This is the kind of thing. But, you and know, it's it's funny too because yeah. I just I happened to I, I I was in a rental car the other day and I and and the station was tuned to a, a New York station, and I don't I try not, never to listen to anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like even now, even now. <laughs> right, right, right. And it was a morning show, and I think I can't remember. It was one like WOR, one of the stations that like you know Rush Limbaugh is on, and 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 uh, relatively conservative. Right. But for New York, and um, New York, the, the the two talking heads in the morning are basically bashing Trump. What else is new? Talking about Bloomberg getting into the race Oof. and uh, the fact that uh, you know he's going to come in as a spoiler. You know, and we're looking. You know, if that happens, we're looking at a black swan sort of situation. And the um, so the, whoever this pundit or or expert was. On, on the is his big thing was, uh, you know, can they can he overcome the um, stop and frisk, you know, to 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 mainstream America or mm-hmm. to you know the, the the flyover country that sort of a thing, because New Yorkers, you know, anything past the the Hudson River is right. you know uh, Kentucky, and um, he's like, well, yeah, I think he can because he's so anti-gun. That that's going to appeal <laughs> to so many people that you know if it, getting the guns off the streets and on and on and on about anti-gun and I, it was it was a mind bender that they think it's a positive they think it's a, an absolute yeah look positive. where Beto went he's not coming for our ARs anymore right yeah yeah right. They're, they're, that's just an urban mentality yeah. and they're so stupid I mean about even it. even the the Midwestern Iowa Democrats are not gonna no. You know, vote for a guy. No. Well, you see, they was doing a, one of a, a, a 
group uh, study in Wisconsin with MSNBC, I think it was, <laughs> and they asked about what about taking guns, and they all just started laughing, like, no, not <laughs> happening. Yeah. yeah, what are you kidding me? <laughs> like, no, not happening. Yeah. yeah. So there, the, the extremists uh, there, um, they they're just so caught up in their narrative yeah, and hatred that they really they, believe it. I really mean, believe that, that it. the Washington D.C., New York, right. Carter, and L.A. Yep. They, well, they just they live in this fantasy land, and and they believe that everybody else around them does also. It's pretty sick. And yeah. Supreme Court's going to whack them all. Yeah, Listen, you that's think what we're going to see. A, we get a positive ruling with New York State rifle. And it that, and strict scrutiny on the other cases. There's going to mm-hmm. be a, a big disruption in the force in this country. But if you want to see a big disruption in this force, if something should happen to Ginsburg, or she should retire or pass or something, and Trump gets to nominate another Supreme Court justice, and you know, because she's such a champion, the great RGB, blah 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 <laughs> blah blah. I am telling you, we're 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 going to see OJ type, LA type riots across this country. Oh yeah. Uh, when, yeah. Well, when I that told happens. you what I'm really worried about with. Ginsburg is that taxidermy fund set up for her. <laughs> that has me worried, you know. So. <laughs> it's right? bad. Yeah. And the strings. Right. I, so, exactly. I mean, you so, see how it works. Weekend what was and Bernie's. Uh, CBS squashed a story on pedophile yeah. Epstein three years ago, right. not to hurt Hillary and Bill Clinton. Right. And but and but a, they did range they did video of a range and thought it was serious so yeah, it shows you yeah, how that was their quality editorial uh, yeah. right you see that was Knob yeah. Creek video mm-hmm. I've been there for yeah, that right, Saturday right, night shoot right right it's called you know. it's called Tracer so, Night <laughs> <laughs> holy shit yeah everybody there with their mini guns and RPGs and school buses <laughs> and, and it's if you have never been to Knob Creek you need to go to Knob Creek for a weekend okay. It's uh, Did you, you went with Jimmy, right? I went with Jimmy one year, and then Jimmy went again. Uh, and I only needed to go one time. <laughs> one time uh, so. When we pulled up to Knob Creek, me, Jimmy, and Dave Deanna, we rented a Suburban. Oh, or, God, we drove, we drove from uh, Knoxville or whatever, and we drove into Knob Creek. And it's all wooded, right? A lot of foliage. And we pull in, and it's all pickup trucks and stuff. And we park, and it was hot and humid. We roll, we open the doors. There's a couple of guys, pickup trucks, drinking beer, and they're playing Sympathy for the Devil with the Rolling Stones. And I look <laughs> up, and a, and a Huey helicopter <laughs> goes, whop, 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 by me. I'm like, I'm in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened? Because you could go up in the UE and you could shoot machine guns. From guns, the helicopter. From the helicopter. Oh, man. Yeah, you got to go to Knob <laughs> Creek once. They have two machine gun shoots a year. Evan, I can't thank you enough. My Listen pleasure, to me. Man. You all need to have Evan's card in your wallet. You all need to have U.S. Law Shield because USCCA and Carry Guard and all that other stuff is no good in New Jersey anymore. Why is U.S. Law Shield good? U.S. Law Shield is good because it's a member program. It's, it's not insurance. Member. Right. It's a member program. That's so, right. check out evannappin.com. Please, anybody, you, sh- you need to have him on speakerphone and uh, and speed dial and his brother Lou. They're phenomenal. Thanks, uh, we're man. in we're in tr- Thank you. We're in trouble right now. And uh, 
Cross your fingers for December 2nd, but we're probably not going to find out till May or June. But maybe we'll find out after that conference. Maybe we'll find out what's going on with the other cases. I don't know. But by the time the Supreme Court, by the time they rule, we might have 65 cases out there. Yes, Be careful with those red flag laws. Please clear your house. Clear your loved one's houses. Everything. You lay a little low. Well, you know, I want my red flag first. I didn't get a red flag yet. Evan's used to defending me in courts of law, so it would work out <laughs> sure fine. Uh, with another trophy flag. Another trophy, flag. yes. Yeah. So You need to have, like, Red Flag Day here. Yes, we could yeah, give out could. Red Flag. All right, I'll do yeah, that. Yeah. Comrade. 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 Here's your flag. But thank, thank you all. You know, we have a ton of classes online. Support those who support you. Like me, share me, follow me. I'm a full-time range owner and a full-time Second Amendment advocate. Are you showing me your love? Have you been coming to the range to shoot? Did you join the NRA, the ANGRPC? the CNJFO. Let's go. Mobilize. Mobilize and fight. The end is almost near, but I'm prepared. I have cigars and peanut butter cups. <laughs> okay, you heard it here. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gunfire Radio. Gunfire Radio is a kind of thick media production. The music is in this podcast is managed by Cosmo Music New York, New York. We love you guys. On behalf of Anthony Calandro and the great one, Evan Appen, U.S. Law Shield, clean out your shit. Really, seriously, clean it out. They're coming for you. See you next week.